Howdy folks, this is Basic Business Advice, and I'm Chris White. I'm here today with our panelists from the last half dozen episodes that we've done together. I've got Jordan Mullet, I've got Ken Hosteller, and I've got Dan Owalabi, and we're excited to hear from those guys today on a new topic. This is Ted Ops LLC. It's run by Theodore Williams. He's been in construction for about five years, and he's got about 15 employees, but Ted, he wears many hats, too many hats, probably. He's the owner, the head of sales, the head of finance, the head of marketing, the head of HR, as well as the person who knows how to operate the processes and systems inside his business better than anyone else. He's created a business that is realizing moderate success, but he feels like he's bogged down in operating his business, that he, he can't see what's next for it. So his ideas as he sits down to talk with you guys are this. He thinks maybe he just needs to put in more. He needs to put in more hours, more time. Maybe he even needs better employees. He's not impressed with the people he has as he looks down from his position. And he maybe he just needs better people. He feels like no one is as dedicated and committed as he is to his business. And as you guys sit down in our metaphorical, metaphorical coffee shop that we are sit at, what do you say to the Ted? Yeah, you know, I think that's a, that's a challenging situation he's in. I can feel for him. I mean, there comes a point when you realize that you're, you're, you're pushing all the levers and you're doing what it feels like all the work and you're putting in longer hours and you realize your employees aren't as passionate about what you're doing as you are. Maybe they work first, but they're not anymore. You know, that can be a really frustrating thing. And so, you know, I can see the tendency to want to put in even more hours, maybe fire some employees or hire some better people, that kind of thing. You know, if I was sitting across from Ted, I, I would really caution him on that. Um, and before he does anything, I would encourage him to take a big step back and just really look at where he wants to go. I think sometimes we jump into solutions before we actually step back and observe the actual problem. And I think giving him an opportunity to say, okay, so where do you really want to be in five years? And then can you set yourself up to get there by working more hours and hiring more people who are just more yes men and are passionate about you and your leadership, but maybe not passionate about the business itself? I would say, hey, this isn't a time to you know, do anything. This is a time to stop and just look at stuff. And I would sit with him and I'd look at it together to try to figure out what to do next. What do you say, Jordan Mullet? What do you say when you see this and you hear Ted and what are you saying? What, what resonates with you? <laughs> well, I'm, you know, part of me is, is just wondering, you know, Ted, how'd you get here? Like, when did you start working the crazy hours? Have you been through a couple failed situations where you tried to trust people, put, put them into positions, and all of a sudden it started to go a little bit sideways? Or did it just always that you've never really given, and I hate to say it this way, but trust to other people, and you've kind of always just maintained it? Maybe you came out of a, an environment that that's kind of what you were told or trained. But you know, talk to me about you know where's, where's trust at? What's going on with your trust? Why? Why are you not giving more of it? Why are you keeping so much of it? Why is the entire business on your shoulders? I, I guess I just got a lot of questions. And I honestly, Chris, I'm, go ahead. I was going to say, Ted, I'm going to give you an actual saying that I once heard a client say in a meeting. Well, only one person can be the quarterback. And the, the mentality <laughs> is true. I actually had a client say, <laughs> only one person can be the quarterback. So therefore, I need to call all the calls. I need to throw the ball. I need to be that guy. What do you say to that when you ask him, where's his headspace? And that's his answer. That, that, that is a great point. The truth is only one person can be the quarterback. And that makes so much sense. The difficulty is 
I'm just curious who are you throwing the ball to? Like who's receiving, who's blocking? Like a quarterback is not 11 people on the team. He's one of 10. And that's what's so difficult is that there's so many times, and I do see this, we see this, right? Ted's pitching the ball, running down the field and trying to catch it and then getting mad at everybody else when the ball drops and he's not scoring. It sounds like the kid and, going, hey, and, the, sun, the sun got in my eyes, you know, when they, when they came yeah. in the ball. I, I think what's so difficult here for so many of us is you mentioned that Ted's have a, Ted has a good business, right? Ted's business is growing. So it's just difficult that he's being rewarded over and over again for doing what he's doing. So it's difficult to understand how it has to be that different. So Ken, Ken, let's turn to you for a second on this. Jordan mentioned something. He says that Ted is experiencing some success. He is uh, moderately successful. He is self-aware that there's probably more, but he's having a struggle getting to what that more is. What do you see in that moment? What do you see in that inflection point that he's in right now? Sure. So for me, I think this is such a classic problem, as we've already said. And, and obviously, Dan and Jordan have already had some great points of, you know, hey, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? But part of the reason that this is so difficult is when businesses are starting out, it's really difficult to say, I'm going to have five people on board that can do all of these jobs. And so you start out with the mentality of, I need to wear a lot of hats. I have to do everything. And that kind of morphs into, I'm really good at doing all of these different things. I don't think anyone else can, can take my place in this. So for me, I start saying, okay, well, if we're going to create a plan, what, what makes sense financially? What are the things that you are not able to do very well? And we start taking that hat off one at a time. We start saying, okay, you know what? Maybe finance is something that's not a strength. Let's get somebody in to do that and see if we can baby step this and get to where he starts to trust people and he starts to feel like, hey, you know what? I don't have to do all of this myself. Dan, I see you nodding a lot here. What's going on? What, what are you thinking about what he says? Well, I think Ken is really hitting it on the head. I think the challenge that most entrepreneurs have when it comes to um, scaling their business isn't so much the idea of delegating or even the idea of getting more off their plate. I mean, they've, most entrepreneurs would love more free time, you know, love to work on the business as opposed to in the business, love the big picture thing. Most people do, not all, but most. The challenge, though, is the actual intricacy of training someone else to do something that you've done. I mean, that is delicate and sticky and usually goes wrong for the first five or six times before it gets, before it goes right. And so, you know, the, the person that you hire, the skills that they have, the way that you talk to them, their first, second, third, fourth day, the way that you introduce the actual work that they do, the way that you monitor them over time, the way that you release stuff to them slowly, all that stuff is really hard to do. And by the way, you still have to juggle the rest of your business at the same time while you're trying to train this person. So it gets harder before it gets easier. And if you're not in a position to do that much work while also train somebody, most people would just rather not train anybody. And they'd just rather figure it out and say, hey, maybe one day I'll hire the perfect person who knows exactly what to do, and they know me, and they're awesome, and I'll just be able to hand it off to them without any sort of transition. And that never happens. Now, let's go back to this for a moment then, to this quarterback issue. If he's using the sports analogy, what do you, what do you think about this? The quarterback's not the GM. The quarterback's not the coach. The quarterback's not the receiver, as you guys said, the blocker. Where is his mentality stuck at 
that somehow he, what is his flaw in view of leadership that you guys see developing in him that he identifies that this one person is somehow every man on the team or organization? What do you guys see developing there? Yeah, I can, I can jump in there. I can, to me, the, the first question is, if you're in the game at all times, there is no way that you can think clearly. I mean, you're in there, you're taking hits, your adrenaline's pumping, you're getting tired, your body's getting worn out. So right away, we can use that analogy to jump off the field. If, if I'm the quarterback, then I'm going to need a good coach. I'm going to need somebody watching. And Ted, my question is, who's, who's helping you? Right? Who, who's there pointing out where you're going wrong, what the different game plan is? What are the different things that you need to do? Because that doesn't always have to be you right away. But the difficulty is actually stepping off that playing field and, and having conversations with that coach. Now, some people can play their own coach, but I can guarantee you it's not happening during the day while you're running in between customers and dealing with all kinds of issues. Those have to be times when you're getting away from the business. Somebody else is there helping you think through what's going on with the business. and You're starting to have off-field conversations. A good point. The other thing I would point out is I really think that it's easy. I mean, if we're continuing with that analogy, it's easy to assume that your best fit is you have to be the quarterback. The reality is maybe he's actually better as an offensive lineman and he needs to actually hire a quarterback. He needs to hire a GM. He needs to hire other people that do positions that we would look at as, hey, maybe, you know what, that, that would often be the owner. Got to get rid of that mentality. Ken, Ken you, would, you would go where uh, my pop-up once said, you stop preaching and you started meddling. And that is, you know, the mentality right there is this. There is some corruptive narrative, and I'm going to blur the line between moderator and contributor here because I'm very passionate about this topic. There's some, there's some narrative out there that corrupts leaders into thinking they have to be every man or every woman. For their team. And I love the sports analogy, even though I'm, I'm not a big sports ball fan. I love the sports analogy of this. Even if you have an all-star player, they need to be focusing on their form and the practice. And during practices, outside of even the game, they've got to be refining what they do best on the field, not coaching and leading everybody else through their drills. And so I don't even know where this corruptive narrative, where do you guys think this has come from, that this idea that you have to be every man or woman inside of your business. I think that's, I think that's to go to your, you know, Chris, you wrote a really good book called Bootsville, where I talked about picking people up, you know, picking yourself up by your own bootstraps. And, you know, one of the things I think in that quarterback mentality is the idea that, hey, look, like I'm going to do my job and I'm going to be the head of marketing, head of IT, head of everything, right? And then I'm going to hire you and you just do your job. And if you do your job and I do my job, then we're all going to win. You don't need any support. You don't need any guidance. You just need to get out there and figure it out, just like I got out there and I figured it out. But in reality, people need that support. They need sharpening. They need guidance. They need direction. They need all those things that comes from leadership. And it's very hard to lead while you're actually in it on a day-to-day basis. And so if you step back and realize that people grow best, if they have support, if they have information and they have a challenge, if you realize that, and it's your job as a leader to provide that, then you'll take a big step from the quarterback mentality and say, look, I can't be doing all this stuff and leaving my people out to fend for themselves. Wow, Dan, that was spot on. Um, I'm not a sports ball fan as well, Chris. So I don't, I don't, but I really appreciate this. And I think Can we stop saying right sports ball like you guys. 
It is a completely acceptable term for generalizing sports ball. <laughs> Listen, I have sports many times, but but I I really agree with that. It is at the heart of it is we do as a quarterback who started the team, right? Built the arena. I tend to think that everybody else should be a quarterback and should be thinking according to me. And it's just running through my head. What in the world would have happened if Michael Jordan, right? One of the greatest of all time would have actually started the bulls and actually owned the bulls. Is there any way chance in any scenario that he would have ever won six championships? Not, not happening, right? He was great because he played in a team in a position. And we get stuck in that as business owners. It is one of the greatest traps that we face is we think everybody is going to operate the way we do. Ken, Ken where well, do you think about this narrative? Where do you think it came from? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that there's a lot of uh, kind of pride at stake. You know, we, we like to say, hey, I started this. I, I'm the quarterback. And I think exactly to Jordan's point about Michael Jordan, you know, we look at him being an owner now. And guess what? His team. <laughs> has not been successful for a really long time. And he's really not doing a great job of being an owner, finding or, you know the right GM. They, they keep going through rebuilds. So great player, you know, really good at that, uh, but not great in, in this scenario. And I think that's, for me, if I look at this, I think part of it is pride of saying, hey, I've got to do it all. And, and part of it is just this sense Wow, if I hire someone else to lead this, how are people going to view me? What's I, my identity? I think that's great. And this is, again, I'm going to blur the line a little bit, guys, because, Dan, I did write a book all about this, and I'm very passionate about this. I will be honest. I think you're right, Ken. I think it's fear. I think it's ego. I think it's not in a negative way. I think it's the fact is you had this idea. You started this thing. You got it going. You bled. You cried. You sweated over this thing. And now you can't separate yourself from it. It's so wrapped up in who you are as a person that it's, it, 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 it's become impossible to separate yourself and realize I'm not good at everything. I'm not good at a lot of things. I'm really good at this. And if he, quite honestly, if he's the best guy to be out doing sales and talking about what they're doing and getting business, he needs to be doing that. He needs to be out generating sales and generating leads. And he needs to have people back here behind him who are catching that as he tosses it back over his shoulder. Dan, what do you want to say? I see you jumping in here. Well, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give, I'll give um, Ted some credit here, though. I think there's a flip side to this. I think it's very easy to say that, hey, look, just give it up. You know, stop thinking of yourself as the quarterback, that kind of thing. But there are so many entrepreneurs. I've seen a lot of leaders who have, you know, sort of bought into the idea that I need to delegate, find great people around me, let them do their thing, that whole thing, which is what we're talking about, which is true. And then they got punched in the nose. It didn't work out. They handed the ball to Sally and Sally just fumbled it. And then she quit. You know, like that's happened a lot to people. And so they're like, look, I'm just going to carry the ball until I figure out if I can find the perfect person. The perfect person isn't out there, but they're looking for that person because they've got punched in the nose before. And so I think it's super important for us to understand that there are emotional things. Maybe it's not pride. Maybe it's that you just don't want the business to fail because you, you like the work that you're doing. You know, it's, it's helping the community, but you haven't yet found the right person. You don't know how to train the person to become the right person. That's your challenge. It's not the idea of being able to give it up. It's 
how do I make that transition? How does the handoff actually happen? And I love the fact that we are using all these sports mentality. I mean, all these sports analogies. I think that's amazing. This is good. So, so what you're saying is the realization that they may not be a coach. They not, may not be the one who can call the plays because they don't know what they need the next person to really truly be doing. They can see what they need to be doing, but they don't know what the next person needs to be doing. And I see that so often. In fact, as a business owner, I've made that mistake where I basically hired myself before. I've hired me to do something, another job that I wasn't good at. And I'm trying to replicate myself instead of finding, I don't need another quarterback. I don't need another wide receiver. I need somebody who can run the ball. I need somebody I can hand this off to and run with it on. What do you got, Jordan? Toss it in there. Well, well, I'm... I'm just thinking about like my mindset. For some reason, I was thinking about Cal Ripken this last week or two. You know, he went, I don't know how many games he ended up playing. I don't know if someone knows that stat, but, he, you know, he played thousands of games. His ability to be consistent over the long term and figure out what worked for him. I, went, I bet you he went through so many of these different things where he's facing the difficulty of, but he stayed in one position while the organization changed around him. You know, the, the manager, I wonder how many things changed over his time. And I think that's for a business owner. We have to be okay with that change. And we have to figure out what's our mantra going to be. One of the ones that I've been pushing a lot lately is the fact that we need to build a business, right? Not a job. We're not building a job. We're building a business. And building a business is difficult. And that needs to be the top of mind for us. What does it take to build a business? If we're going to build something sustainable, that I'm able to walk away from as a business owner, and I don't have to be there 24-7. What does that look like? How do I handle that? What do I need to change in my business in order that my business is sustainable long-term? Sounds a lot like a book that a friend of mine wrote. I, I, I've said this in a number of talks. Do we build businesses to take from us, or do we build the business to give back to us? And if it is constantly going to take, then it will die when we die. And it will pass when we pass. Now, real quick, guys, we're running out of time, but let's let's look at Ted's scenario here. Ken, you got 20 seconds. What's the one piece of advice you'd give Ted in his current situation based upon all our conversation here? If you've got hit in the nose before, you're gonna have to try again. And you're gonna, you know, it might be baby steps, but if you want to get to where you want to go, you gotta try again. Dan, what's your one piece of advice that you'd have for Ted in this? Yeah, I would say that Cal Ripken um, played 200, 2,637 games. And it probably took him, you know, 2,600 games in order to actually figure out how to get it right. So just like Ken said, he got punched in the nose again and again and again until he finally figured it out. So just keep moving in the right direction. Jordan, what's your last piece of advice for Ted? Start planning off-site planning day. Get some time on the calendar, more than one, two days, to start thinking about your business. Get off-site. Invite some smart people to come visit you while you're doing that. You don't have to be brilliant at this. You just have to start. That's awesome, guys. And folks, as you are listening to this podcast, we thank you so much for spending this time with us. As you can tell, we're all very passionate about this topic. And, you know, I most of all. And so on behalf of Ken Hostetler, Dan Olabi and Jordan Mullet. Thank you for joining us. And please subscribe to Basic Business Advice, rate us, and give us a review.